the road to recovery. You might be cruising down it. A friend or family member lost on it. Or the road is, well, still under construction. Relevant Recovery Radio is about getting to that destination of normal health, mind, or strength. Now, Relevant Recovery Radio, here to give you the keys, Larry Weedy Kind. Welcome to Relevant Recovery Radio. Uh, good to be back with you folks. Uh, today I have a very uh, special guest. Uh, she's actually been on the show one time before. Her name is Annette Martinez, and she is the clinical director for the Matthews Hope Detox and Recovery Program that's located at St. Joseph Medical Center. Um, Annette uh, uh, is really an amazing person, and she directs all the clinicians uh, underneath the medical direction of our medical director, of course. And uh, also with us is Jennifer O'Neill. And uh, she is serving really like a co-host for me. So when I forget a line or forget anything, uh, she's she's there to help me out. <laughs> yeah, I'm also, so, I'm also laughing because uh, Annette tries to direct us. but <laughs> It's sometimes like directing cats, isn't yeah. it? A little bit? <laughs> the nice thing about clinicians is they know what they're doing, but they also have their own opinions on things as well, just like everybody. And she's yeah. the director because she's got all these letters right behind her name. What are they, Annette? <laughs> oh, tell us about your letters behind so your name. So tell you about my letters. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I'm still learning one day at a time. I'm, um, I uh, graduated from the University of Houston Graduate School of Social Work in 1997. So mm-hmm. I'm a licensed clinical social worker, but I'm also a supervisor in that I can supervise um, social workers who are, who are wanting to obtain their clinical licensure. Right. I've also I've been a licensed chemical dependency counselor for a long time. And that was my first. Um, that was my first professional um, and, license. And, and what does it take to be an LCDC? I know there's a lot of hours involved. Right, and I, I'm not so current as up to date because when I did it, it was I was one of the first groups um, that were actually going and getting an associate's degree. Wow. Uh-huh. Uh, and there we were transitioning from. Um, the counselors at that time, we were transitioning from the counselors had typically always been uh, people that had been in recovery, had gone to treatment, Themselves. and now were mm-hmm. wanting to almost like sponsors. Right, right. And they had they were they were uh, utilized as counselors, and I was <laughs> part of that first group that um, went for the education part of it. Wow. And um, and I don't remember the number, but there was an internship, there was supervision, there were as- <laughs> education. I received an associate's degree. Wow. And so. I believe now people trying trying to get an LCDC it have to go through at least 300 hours, do they right. not? Right, the, Of actual practicum. Uh-huh. Yeah, the yeah, hours. Yeah. Right. And yeah. I think it was 4,000 hours, 4, hours um, mm-hmm. at some point. 4,000. 4,000. Yeah. The practicum, I think, was 300, uh-huh. and then it was 4,000 <laughs> hours, which was a total of two full-time years of work in order to get the um, oh. LCDC. LCDC. And at the time, I was a, what was called a CADAC, which is no right. longer used. Right, right. So no, at the I, time, I you were 12 years old? Because <laughs> you're so young. Four. Four, four okay. I was going to say, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so the LCDCS and then also a SEEP, correct? Right. And the SEEP is, um, I love doing employee assistance work mm-hmm. and have done that off and on for mm-hmm. a number of years. 
And uh, so the SEEP is a certified em- employee assistance professional. Right. And typically mm-hmm. what a SEEP does or an EAP does is um, sometimes is under the arm or the umbrella of human resources. But uh-huh. oftentimes we work with employees and families right, who right. are going through emotional or sometimes substance use disorder <laughs> issues. And so how you do that is through like, let's just say a large company um, has human resource um, department and you work under that um, department as as a counselor for let's say if the employee is is a is a father and his uh, teenage uh, son is using or or um, or um, gets gets in trouble then they reach out to you is that correct yes I was what was considered an internal EAP most right. EAPs now are, are external external or what I call Humana. 1-800 <laughs> yeah yeah or... uh, but in the organizations where I worked I was considered a full-time employee but I was an internal EAP so right, we could right. do short-term counseling with mm-hmm. family members mm-hmm. or clients mm-hmm. free of charge right And then sometimes when these employees, they they become addicted themselves because they've had, like, let's say, a surgery operation and then the doctor puts them on opioid um, and they go, oh, no, what happened? Um, They they might reach out to you and say, hey, I got a problem. Absolutely. And then you you send them to a residential. Absolutely. um, One of the common things that I I, um, would see would be that uh, the initial do- uh, prescription or dosage might be uh, related to an operation right. or a procedure. Um, but s- what seemed to happen was that the individual with the substance use disorder mm-hmm. tended to have increased pain as time went on. Mm-hmm. So they needed increased amounts mm-hmm. of the milligrams in the prescription. Mm-hmm. And what would happen it would be just a vicious cycle. Mm-hmm. A tolerance, mm-hmm. a vicious cycle, and then what we were dealing with was we still had the issue maybe of pain, mm-hmm. but it was really hard to determine the level of the pain. Mm-hmm. But we had we would have a full blown uh, addiction, oftentimes to opiates. Right, right. Yeah, this, this happens quite often, unfortunately, mm-hmm. in corporate environments and even mm-hmm. small companies, large companies, and so employee assistance programs is, is just a normal feature now mm-hmm. within corporate mm-hmm. America, mm-hmm. Um, and it's uh, it's actually very important in s- small businesses and retail businesses, mm-hmm. but often is not available right. to these employees. I mean, Absolutely, it, and so that's unfortunate, but but it is available, and and uh, Annette uh, Martinez is. Uh, mm-hmm. A certified uh, EAP uh, or, or employee assistance professional right. on staff with Matthews Hope Foundation, uh, mm-hmm. but but I'll tell you what they're doing right now. Annette and her team have designed a um, a family program mm-hmm. for yes. uh, for actually helping uh, opioid dependents and alcoholics mm-hmm. and other other substance dependents. Um, uh, the, the family has to be involved mm-hmm. when a family member is an addict. Uh, that's the bottom line. Uh, if the family's not involved, there's there's usually no hope for the addict unless the addict has another person who becomes like family. Right. But it's it's preferable always to get the family involved. But the family needs to understand that that you know when a when a when a family member uh, becomes addicted to something, it becomes a family disease. And the family needs to learn how to interact properly 
right? So we're going to talk about that. We talked yes, about that yes. last week, but it's so important. We're going to talk about it again with a professional uh, yes. like Annette. I look so, forward right. to that. Yeah, yeah. So y'all don't go away. We'll have a little break and we'll be right back. Welcome back. This is Larry Wittekind, your Matthew Soap Foundation host for Relevant Recovery Radio. Uh, good to have you with us. Uh, again, we've got Annette Martinez, the clinical director for the Matthew Soap Detox and Recovery Program at St. Joseph Medical Center. We have Jennifer O'Neill. She's the executive director of our recovery support teams. And the two of them work together on every client because Annette's job is to make sure the clients get well, they get detoxed, and they get as well as possible during that 10 to 14 day stay in our program at St. Joe's. They're very safe there, right? right. But then they're discharged. My job is and to follow them and help them yeah. uh, re-enter. Yeah, that, that yeah. That's, just seems like a very difficult yeah. job yeah. with a lot yes, of clients, right? right? But it's because, a very fulfilling job as well. Right, and yeah. you're running like a 68% success rate on, on yes, sobriety. Sir. Yes, sir, we are. Wow, compared that's to the 6% to, rate nationally? Great to see it. It's amazing. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're, you're batting 1,000% well, compared to national statistics. Well, yeah, and to see someone burn through their resources, because that's what addiction does— Oh, and then, yeah. but then to see, I experienced that to personally, see, trust me. To see them recover yes. and see them to get back everything that was taken yep. Yep. by their disease. Yes, yes. So. And to see and to see your son or daughter mm-hmm. actually finally yeah. recover and make it past right. their first 90 days, right. 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 then the or, first 180 yeah. days. Or see a oh, mother get her children back. I mean, it just oh, brings tears. Like yes. I've already, I've you, just recently, have, you just recently I just were able to do that for a client. Because yeah. Just to see them or, or yes. to see them gainfully employed and to see them become a supervisor so is amazing. So fulfilling to help <laughs> to help someone who was who was just yeah. at the end of their rope. To get that text, and hey, then, I got 100 days today. You're just jumping up and down for that person, right? <laughs> yes, and especially so. if you've been able to help them get back into the workforce. Right, right, right. As you have with so mm-hmm. many people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I'm I'm so impressed with your recovery support team program. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And I'm so impressed with what you're doing mm-hmm. at, at the hospital. Thank it's you. Really you mentioned amazing. burning through resources. Oh, and yeah. when I heard that, you know, they they, they – that's also what happens in families Uh Uh, when they have uh, somebody that's Mm. addicted that they Mm -hmm. care about is it that that individual with the substance use disorder oftentimes burns through the family. Well, well right. right. And that's like, why I called I it the family disease. I helped you five times before. Why yeah. now? Why oh, should I help you one more time? Yes. Or, and then just it's It, it is a family disease criticism. because it burns through all the family's finances. Mm-hmm. It burns Resentments. through all of their emotional their hope. Uh, stability. Mm-hmm. Their it burns hope. through their hope, really. Yes. That's I mean, why I mean, Matthew's hope is so amazing. Yeah. And it's gonna it's Matthew's hope for families. And yes, that's our that's our outpatient program so we're really looking forward to to talking more about that in the future yeah and and you know so if you if you if you need to call matthew's hope for families call 844-263-4673 again that's 844 and hope a n d h o p e 263-4673 we we encourage you to call us for any of your needs whether it be uh, son or daughter, cousin, aunt and uncle, whoever it might be, uh, a mm-hmm. spouse, uh, let us help you mm-hmm. get the intervention done, as we talked about in last week's show, and get your loved one into our detox and recovery program and into our recovery support team mm-hmm. so that your loved one can stay sober, learn how to be happy sober. That's what it's all about, learning how to be happy sober. Right. I mean – 
you know, that's that's what it's all about. Um, I think I like the word contentment because yeah, sometimes yeah. people chase happiness and thinking it's like some huge achievement or, or some yeah, like a high material or something. Right. thing that yeah. is very hard to attain. It's really but peace contentment and, contentment. and gratitude is something that can be cultivated mm. very easily. Yes. And and learning with, learning with to love yourself again. <laughs> right. You know right. what happens with people that, you know, become just terribly addicted to their substance, and that's mm-hmm. all they can think about, mm-hmm. right, is they lose hope they of do. ever being sober again. Mm-hmm. They actually think it's impossible for them, mm-hmm. and they have a very low opinion of themselves. Mm-hmm. And all of that combined, you know, creates, yeah. sometimes it creates yeah. suicide or right. it creates accidental death right. uh, through right. overdose. And that's what Matthew's Hope is yeah. built right. for. It's built right. to help people understand that it doesn't matter how deep into their addiction they are. We can actually restore their life. Mm-hmm. We can restore their peace, contentment. We can actually restore their natural endorphin production, which mm-hmm. actually produces happiness. Mm-hmm. We can act, that's what the program and the care model that we've developed right. is all about. Mm-hmm. It's an abstinence-based, mm-hmm. drug-free mm-hmm. care model right. that restores families back mm-hmm. into where they were, they were really meant to be. Right. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about that family portion. Let's talk Absolutely. about the rest yeah. of the family, right? Uh-huh. I mean, that, that's what you that's, guys have that's built. That's my right. passion, What's working passion? with family. So uh-huh. I consider myself a survivor as well. <laughs> so it's personal experience. It's also um, education experience, but it, and it's professional experience. But I have a special passion for family mm-hmm. members. And... Um, and, and I, if I may say, uh, this is probably emotional for Annette, so I don't want to get too deep into it. But but Annette has personal experience with family stress and addiction disease in the family and loss. And, and loss, loss of family members because of this. She has personal experience. So when she's talking to you, she's talking to you from a very deep personal and professional yes. uh, sta- standpoint. Yes. Um, so I really encourage you, if, you, mm-hmm. if you're experiencing this in your family, listen to what Annette has to say. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and you can actually hear Annette's story mm-hmm. by just going to iHeartRadio and looking up Relevant Recovery Radio. You can look up the actual podcast on iHeartRadio, 9.50 mm-hmm. a.m. Go to their mm-hmm. website, and you can actually look up all of our Annette relevant Martinez. recovery shows. Yes. And you can see the one that Annette was on previously where she talked about her own personal experience. Right. But uh, so not not to belabor that, but but these shows are very educational. Mm-hmm. I really do encourage mm-hmm. you all to uh, take a minute. Just go to the website. doesn't take long, and, and, and look at the topics that we discuss. Mm-hmm. You'll, I think you'll really benefit. Your family will benefit. That's why we're doing it. Right. So, Annette, again, uh, let's, let's talk about what it means. What, what kind of programs do we have, and, and what kind of programs are available for families to learn about this mm-hmm. disease? So oftentimes in my work with families over the years is um, when I meet a family or talk to a family, they're as much in crisis as the loved one that they're hoping to get treatment for. Mm-hmm. Um, it's more of an emotional crisis. Um, sometimes they're having employee employment or financial issues mm-hmm. due to missing work or spending retirement money trying to help their loved one mm-hmm. you know they pay mm-hmm. for treatments um so families are often in crisis mm-hmm. and um they often will come in thinking that if i let's say me if we fix the their 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 loved one mm-hmm. that everything goes back will be perfect and normal and um 
And sometimes families have a really hard time understanding that the recovery process may be even more important than the person with the substance use disorder. <laughs> Absolutely. And um, and it, it can be painful, but there's so much hope in that. Mm-hmm. And another great thing that I, I want to um, – families often feel um, that they can't be happy until their loved one is sober. Right. And I'm right. here to tell you That's that uh, we don't have a lot of control over what people do. Mm-hmm. And family members, even moms, especially moms, can be happy and peaceful and content when they're taking care mm-hmm. of themselves and their own emotions, right. regardless if their loved one mm-hmm. is sober or not. And when I work with families, um, after years of doing family groups, the family always has this number one fear, and it's usually not spoken until the last day. Uh any idea what that fear is tell me okay so the fear consistently the number one fear of family members is that their loved one's going to die oh yes definitely definitely yes i i completely relate Mm -hmm. yes Mm -hmm. yes and 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 of course you're you're desperate to find a way a model, a protocol, anything. something, anything that will help their family member stay alive mm-hmm. and become a part of the sober family again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and sometimes it's more than one family member that actually has the addictions. Well, it's oh, the, absolutely. It's Quite often, maybe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's in the bloodline usually. Oftentimes, it's it can be generation mm-hmm. tr- generational. Yeah, it it often is generational generation. On we actually at Matthew's Hope, we've actually. Um, been involved with clients whose entire family mm-hmm. is addicted to opioids and we're, yeah. we're actually getting one member at a time right. off of opioids right. uh, l- listen uh, more to come don't don't go away folks we'll be right back welcome back to relevant recovery radio this is larry wittekind your host uh matthew's hope foundation we've got annette martinez with us and jennifer o'neill and uh, Annette, we're just talking about uh, how how this how an addiction becomes a family disease for many many reasons. And and you were you were saying that there there are themes with families. Every family typically has a different what would you call it? Maybe an addiction theme or just uh, characteristics. Characteristics in in families oftentimes where there's a where there might be a substance use disorder, and oftentimes families will come in and say, "Well, he or she is the only one that has this problem," <laughs> and it and it's it, everything is about <laughs> the one. person with the substance use disorder. And when I do, um, um, we call it in my work a, a genogram of the family. What we often find out, and this is generational, is that there are themes that run in families mm-hmm. oftentimes. So it might be a substance use disorder, but there might be um, a, a history of disordered eating, mm-hmm. a history of gambling, sometimes uh, themes of pornography. Right. Oftentimes in the family, there's um, secrets. Mm-hmm. Um, oftentimes there's isolation. And and oftentimes dishonesty, deception, right. deception, deception and dishonesty, dishonesty. Yeah. and it's yeah. um, it's to, but oftentimes, sometimes the dishonesty, they don't even realize. 
that right. it's dishonesty. That it's dishonesty. Right. They In other words, they're, they're trying to, I mean, they know that their spouse or their, uh, their family member um, doesn't like a certain topic or they don't, or they're insecure about a certain topic. So that's often financial, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, there are so many uh, broken families yes. because of the, the high divorce rate. Correct. So you, you, you go through divorce and the kids are maybe in their early teens, mm-hmm. 12, 13, 14, 15. And then you have a new spouse, mm-hmm. right? So you've got the ex, you've got the right. new spouse. <laughs> right. And, uh, you, you know, you're you're trying to maintain a relationship with the ex on behalf of the children mm. and the new spouse is trying to develop a relationship with the, the stepchildren right and and then what happens is uh, you start spending money in certain ways and the ex doesn't like it or the new spouse doesn't like it uh, and there's conflict absolutely and then that results in dishonesty absolutely or deception and there's what we call um, Sounds kind of harsh, but we, sometimes we call it splitting, mm-hmm. and it's where the 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 let's just say the parents the parents love their son that has the problem with the addiction, but you know one parent oftentimes is the one that gives money mm-hmm. or gives resources, and oftentimes the other parent has no idea right, the extent right. because of they, what's because, going on. Because the, 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 let's call it the husband. Mm-hmm. The husband knows that the new spouse is totally against giving money Correct. to the child who is dependent on drugs right. or alcohol. Right. Uh, and yet, because the new spouse knows, well, you're enabling it. But the parent doesn't understand that. Absolutely. And that's a very and, common theme. And, and it's all done, um, the belief that it's out of love, true love. Right. You know, the, the parents truly, if we're talking about parents who truly love their children, and the perception is if I give this, I worked with this one female, and she has since overdosed, and it breaks my heart. Oh. But her parents had purchased her upward of 20 Cars. Oh my dear! And she goodness. was in her early thirties, and you talked about the wow, deception. Well, that makes and me feel a lot better about the one car I bought. The deception and this honesty. <laughs> they could not see Just that they were enabling cars. her addiction right. every time they bought her a car. Right. right and she told it, told it, it or right. traded it for drugs. Um, but the last count I had was upwards of twenty vehicles. Wow. And. Uh, and in their mind, that was all done in love. And, um, and what they really needed is they needed to go into an Al-Anon program, correct? Correct. Or, or a, a, I mean, a program for parents yeah. to understand how not to enable right. their right. their well, child's Al-Anon is addiction. very effective. It's a 12-step program right. designed for families and loved ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very, very uh, effective, and it's based on the, the 12 steps of right. Alcoholics Anonymous. Mm-hmm. It's but definitely. I would like to share this. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe everybody won't agree. But when I see themes of generational addiction, one of the things that I recommend um, oftentimes is adult children of alcoholics. Yes. 12-step meetings. Um, there's a different flavor to that. <laughs> I got to tell you that that is probably one of the most difficult 12-step programs. It's hard to sit in those meetings because as people are sharing I see myself and I see my pain 
in them. And, you know, it's just wow. Yeah. Uh, The Adult Children of Alcoholics, and I'm a member of that as well, um, is that, I mean, it's just brutal, painful honesty. And there's no more... um, you know, it's not no longer about the person with the substance use disorder. It's about you. It's all about me. Uh-huh. And so I recommend that as well. Um, there's a lot of authors out there that have done really good work over the years. Mm-hmm. There's a Melody Beattie. There's Claudia Black. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pia Melody. The, Pia I'm Melody. going back into some of the older. But uh, Claudia now, now, Black if somebody, is, if somebody calls... Our helpline, mm-hmm. 844-263-4673. Can they, can they get help from you? Absolutely. On, on, on which program to choose for the parents or for the adult children of alcoholics? Absolutely. Right. I mean, you can say, Andre's going to answer the phone, maybe Greg, right. but right. you can say, I want to talk to Annette or I want to talk to that woman that does family. And I promise you, they're going to know who you're talking about. Right. Um, and I'll call you back. Mm. Right. I will and, call you back. Yeah. And in fact, uh, in last week's show, we, we encouraged um, parents and family members to to call this 844 number, 844 and hope, and ask for an interventionist. Mm-hmm. Right. Because right. we, we have an interventionist on staff. We do. Her name is Lisa. Uh, but we also know many other interventionists, male and female, around the state of right. Texas. Uh, we also know sponsors. And everyone needs a sponsor right. when they get out of a we, detox program. We are very uh, connected in the recovery community. That's what I, that's exactly, what I love. First of all, exactly. Houston, Texas is um, the hottest uh, group for, for recovery. For recovery. Yeah, the yeah. hottest city for recovery. Yeah. In so, Texas. In right. Texas. It's better right. than California. I mean. Oh, yes. Yeah. 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 So, Please. Um, if you're thinking about um, having an intervention on a loved one, mm-hmm. I really suggest that you um, incorporate the help of a professional. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Oftentimes yes. they will go awry unless you have somebody specially trained. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, Someone certified yeah. as an interventionist. There are, there are several really good certification programs, <laughs> and the people that are certified by these intervention education programs are good. Right. And and you, you really do want to hire a professional. We talked about that last week uh, when we had Lisa, mm-hmm. or the week before when we had Lisa on board. And, um, and we talked about we it as well with Dr. Powers. Yes, we did. Yes, He's Dr. An Jason Powers. as well. His, himself, yes. yeah. And I had done uh, the beginning of inter- intervention the night before uh-huh. yeah. that radio show myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, uh, I was able to actually convince the mother uh, to hire a professional yeah. interventionist. Yeah, so I was sort of the stimulus right, for that. Money um, well worth spent. Oh my goodness, And, and yes. you just see, I'm, I'm glad that you had that experience because you see the complicated web of, of addiction. Oh, so. yes. And so. it is a complicated web. It's very complicated. And so every yeah. family really needs a professional interventionist <laughs> to help them through right, that complicated right, web. Right. I mean, seriously, it's uh, addiction is a terrible disease and uh-huh. it really does affect the entire family. Uh-huh. And if and, you try to ignore that if you try to put you know sweep that under the rug oh no it's just going to get worse right right yeah. the the issue is in families what happens is you either adopt the pattern 
Mm. Or in response, you do the opposite pattern. Mm. So, uh, so with alcoholism, or with an addiction, or you marry in response, it. <laughs> or you marry the problem. <laughs> That's what you, I didn't marry the problem. It's really easy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love you. Just me up. So, and that's what I also love about uh, recovery is that we can we can laugh through the pain. We can laugh yes, through yes. the honesty and the self examination. And because we we feel such release because we realize, okay, this is external to us. Like Dr. Powers taught us last weekend, you know, this is an external situation. We realize that the the drink or the drug took us. Right. Mm -hmm. And 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 when we when that's removed, when there's total abstinence, total abstinence. I'm such a big believer in total Uh, abstinence. Total abstinence is so important. Oh my goodness. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Whether it be an addiction to sugar or an addiction to pornography, uh, or an addiction to alcohol, whatever the addiction might sugar. be. Yeah, you know, when when you understand when you understand that total abstinence without drugs is the answer, and then you and then you get with people that can help you through that. Yes, sir. That's victory. Yes. That's what Matthew's Hope Foundation is all about. Yes. Yeah. So good discussion. Yes. We've got uh, we've got another ten minutes in just okay. a second. Right. Yeah, yeah. Don't go away. Welcome back to Relevant Recovery Radio. This is Larry Woodykind, your host of the Matthews Hope Foundation program. Uh, our, our mission is to educate everyone out there about, about addiction and, and really our, our abstinence-based drug-free care model for long-term sobriety. And that's from any substance, any condition. We have a care model at Matthews Hope that works. It really works. And um, I encourage you to go to iHeartRadio, 9.50 a.m., and look up Relevant Recovery Radio. Mm -hmm. You can actually click on any one of our shows. We've had many shows, many different topics. Mm -hmm. Choose the topic that relates to to what you're going through Mm -hmm. and learn. You know, become educated about what you can do about your family members that are struggling with addiction. Right, right. That's what Matthew's Hope Foundation is all about. Uh, we're here with Annette and uh-huh. Jennifer, and, and we we're talking about um, this disease and how it affects uh-huh. the family. And we we're actually talking about some examples that that occur that right. rip apart families. Absolutely. Uh, oh, talking right. about the need for professional interventionists. They're not that expensive, folks. Uh-huh. And if you call our eight four four two six three four six seven three number uh, again. You can ask any question you want. We will make sure that you get the help you need. Absolutely. There's no cost to it. Uh, That's what we're here for. Right, right. Yeah. And, and, you know, we've talked about Al-Anon. Jennifer. And at the break, we were talking about the three C's. And the three C's are... I didn't cause it, I can't cure it, and I can't control it. And it took a while to to, to remember the control part right. because that's such an Al-Anon thing. Like, right. I just want to control if I, he If I could just get that boy lined out or if I could just, my husband would just do this, then everything would be fine. And I think that's the illusion that needs to be smashed yes. is that yes. based on that one person, what's going to be fine, right? right. And, then, and when I hear the control uh, part of the three C's. That's the the links that that a loved one will go to mm-hmm. or go through um, in order to uh, what they perceive as to save their loved one. And oftentimes, these links are what allow their loved one to continue to use. Mm-hmm. 
um, the most loving thing a family member can do is to allow their loved one to have consequences. Oh, that is so true. Yeah. And that is so difficult for a parent. Yes. Having been through that myself, are you kidding? Right, right. That is so difficult. Right. But dad, I just I just want to go into Whataburger right. and get my favorite meal. I, just give me 20 bucks. Right. And you do that. And all of a sudden, they come back with their meal. And they don't even care about mm-hmm. eating it because mm-hmm. now they're asleep because they've uh-huh. just got a shot of heroin right, in the bathroom. Right, right, right. And yeah, they brought a hamburger, right. but they never ate it. I mean, that happened to me. Yeah, right. That yeah. happened to don't me when I was on the money. way to the re- to the RTC. Money. Um, yeah, yeah. I can't don't tell. Give money. Don't give money. <laughs> don't do it. Don't do <laughs> but, it. But, but the yeah. parent, if you think about too, what the parent's going through, because not only they're in in the uh, um, in the attempt to control, what happens is. They, they're powerless, number one. They realize how powerless they are. But number two, they they think, well, I just need to be more hypervigilant. I need to watch more so I can catch them every time. And then they, they go into the self-loathing because it's it's just negative. You can't do that. It's, it's just yeah, negative. It's so, negative. You so can't, that parent yeah, is just right. suffering. And these are the patterns that are created. Is this right? right? Yeah, that? absolutely. Those are the, the, the patterns. And it's just a vicious cycle. Right. Oftentimes what will get family sidetracked from what's really going on is they'll focus on the entities or the agencies that are imposing consequences on their loved one, Mm -hmm. such as school administration. (laughs) You know, so it's no longer about Johnny. It's about the principal is out to get Johnny. Right, or probation. Or or probation, (laughs) or the judge, or the police officer. They're just after Johnny. They stop (laughs) him. They're so mean. Yeah, because the parents want to believe that their son and daughter is telling them the truth, right, but the right, son and daughter right. is lying Absolutely. and manipulating right. and just just seeking or, their substance or, or their condition. Or that judge likes the lawyer of the ex, not not my child. Or, yeah, you know, all, all kinds all of stories stuff. are made up, and that's just yeah. wasted time. It's wasted right. resources. Right. It's <laughs> wasted energy, and then the loved one continues to keep doing what they're doing because mm-hmm. of this smokescreen. Mm-hmm. Right. And I uh, and I and I say this in families that I work with is, you know. Um, I know you love him mm-hmm. or her, but you are loving her to literal death. death. To death, yes. Yeah. Loving, loving him or her to death. To death. Yeah, right. and this this is why it is so, so mm-hmm. very important that parents struggling with children mm-hmm. that are addicted to something or many things, multiple substances, mm-hmm. you must get professional help. Mm-hmm. You must enter an Al-Anon program yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, just call us. We'll refer you to right. a good program right. near you. Uh, or or uh, other programs that will help you understand the the disease better, help you understand how mm-hmm. to parent better, and and you know understand the need for right. intervention. Right. Right. Your your son or daughter, or your cousin or your loved one, your spouse, mm-hmm. who is suffering from addiction, is not going to enter a detox and recovery program on their own. That never happens. They're not going to do that. They're going to be picked up by the police, and the state is going to do it in some way, right? Or you get involved, and you, uh, you know, do an intervention, right? right, right. So no. you can you can do it yourself, but you're always better off hiring a professional. Absolutely, right. and, and threats don't work. Yeah, right. Idle threats, threats no. don't work. Your no. loved one knows that you're not going to do the things that you're you saying say that you're going to do. do. <laughs> right. So right. don't threaten. Right. Um, 
uh, that just causes more conflict, more tension, <laughs> more resentments in the re- in the family relationships. Right, right. It's very, very in- ineffective. So, Annette, let me ask you a question. I don't so mean to put advice. you on the spot. That's good advice. <laughs> really is. Don't don't make a threat that you're not going to fulfill. Absolutely. Right. If that's you're right. not going to do it, don't say it. Right. Yep. Yeah. Right, and I don't mean to put you on the spot, Annette, mm-hmm. but this is common. I think mm-hmm. when you get that that patient in in treatment, and they're like, "Well, my mom sent me here. My mom wants me to do this." What I mean, how how do you work with? Let's let's talk that through a minute. That's a if great you don't question. Mind. That is a great. I can answer some of it. That's if, a great question. I don't mean question. to put you on the spot because oftentimes um, the the motivation in the beginning mm-hmm. is external, like the mom, like mm-hmm. the judge, like. The doctor, <laughs> your medical doctor, because you're Isn't liberated. Almost 100% you know, the external. judge can be an interventionist, yeah. right? So it's often yeah. external. But what yeah. we try to do while we have somebody in treatment is we try to, and it's called the stages of change. Um, but we try to help um, uh, promote the it, it it from becoming from staying an external motivation to more of an internal, internal. motivation. There you go. And, and Once we have them in our detox and recovery program, oh yes, we that help transition. them make it internal, right. and that's part yes. of their treatment. Right. Yes. I mean, we're doing groups every day. We're doing individual mm-hmm. sessions. We're doing all types right. of different therapy groups, art groups, um, even recreational therapy yes, to get yeah, them more the, involved in, in something they enjoy. Yeah. Right. Stimulating right. natural endorphin production right, right, again right, right, instead right. of relying on the chemical. I often lead a trauma-informed yoga class, mm-hmm. and that's a really good and class. And you're certified in that, aren't you? Yes. Yeah, yes. That, I bet that's really neat. Mm-hmm. Well, I, So can I fake an addiction and get in that class? No. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> well, you do You do eat a lot of chocolate chip cookies, if I if Oh, I'm, I love chocolate really chip cookies. Honest. Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> I do. <laughs> but I would like to just say, because it can be feel so hopeless, is that there is hope. There is change available. Um, there are people out there that, that the twelve step community is an amazing community, and that it truly is. It's love I have been so impressed with that community. Compassion is given freely, and there's no yes. expectations of any type right. of return. Mm. You're not ex- you're not expected to pay right. or to. Um, it, it's just this free support. Mm-hmm. And the mm-hmm. only the only thing they ask is that mm-hmm. once you start getting back on your feet, is that you give it to somebody yeah. else. You pay it forward. Yes, right, you pay right. it forward. And when you pay it forward, mm-hmm. when you pay it forward, what happens is it helps you in your recovery. Mm-hmm. When you're actually helping others, you're applying what others right, apply to right. you. You're paying it forward. You're giving it back. And that's a part right, of our recovery right. support team care right. model. Mm-hmm. We make sure that people start start helping others as they alumni. as they get yeah. further and further into their recovery. Right. Yeah, and it really it really community. helps them. You know, thank you. Thank you for org. being with us today. <laughs> um, thank you. Uh, this is the end of our program. Annette, thank you so much. And and Jennifer, thank you. Right. Yeah, You're some good topics. Yeah, yeah. Y'all have a good week. Alan on dot org.